Hello and welcome to Connected, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room is Mark Edwards. How are you doing, Mark Edwards? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. According to Brian Eno, Mark, you are a firework crackling with ideas. It's you, true. You are, <laughs> you are currently a mindfulness and creativity coach, and you also review albums for the Sunday Times. And as part of that, you've had tea with Prince and met global stars such as Yoko Ono, Brian Ferry, Sinead O'Connor, and the Oasis Brothers. In previous roles, you've also been the editor and diary editor of Media Week and acting editor of Campaign. Yeah, because they wouldn't give me the job. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also been... You can let that go now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, a, it's not something, that, it's not like a grudge that I'm no, still no, carrying no, around, no, if no, anyone no. thinks that, because of the mindfulness and everything. Um, and you've also been news editor at the European, which is very interesting as yeah. well. So you've mentioned mindfulness. How did you get into mindfulness and how is it important? Why is it important right now? Um, well, I originally got into meditation a very, very long time ago when I was at university in California mainly because I was at university in California (laughs) and that was the sort of thing people did and uh, so I went along very um, cynically and and very skeptically uh, but was actually fascinated Uh, so I I did a little bit of meditation and then I sort of forgot all about it I wouldn't forget all about it but just didn't like sort of like going to the gym sort of Mm. like not going to the gym just stopped doing it and uh, until about five or six years ago when um, I suddenly got interested in the idea that helping people to be creative, that I should that I should include meditation in my creativity training to get people into a good place to be creative, and so I introduced just a touch of meditation, expecting that people would go, "Oh, this is hippie nonsense, and mm. we don't want to do it." But actually, everybody loved it. So I thought, "Okay, I'm going to go away." and train on how to actually teach this. Initially thinking, and I'll use it in creativity training only, but the more I did it, the more I thought, no, I want to teach this because this is amazing. Amazing. And why is it important? Why Why, is it amazing? Why is it amazing and why is it important? Um, It's important because... It's important because everything you know is wrong. Everything that we assume in life uh, uh, that we take as to be common sense is actually completely mixed up and wrong and mindfulness lets you see what's actually going on it's very much like the matrix and if i could remember if it was the red pill or the blue pill mm. i'd say it's the blue pill is the blue pill the one where you i think it's find the, red out the, pill the red pill well mindfulness is very definitely a colored pill in the matrix <laughs> yeah. and it makes you go oh that's what's really going on so that's why it's important it's who, not it's not coloring books in case anyone thinks it's coloring books who needs it Everybody needs it, or everyone could benefit from it, um, because it helps you understand who you actually are. In what way? Um, because we go through life with, um, trying to avoid the jargon, what we call a constructed self, mm-hmm. so uh, which is made up of our thoughts, our beliefs, our attitudes, uh, our ambitions, our memories, our fears. And that's the self that we think is us and we carry through the world. And it's not us. It's just stuff going on in us. in us. And when you meditate, you can tell the difference between who you really are and all this stuff going on inside you. And that helps you deal better with all the stuff that's going on inside you. So it helps you sleep 
as well, doesn't it? It does help you sleep. Mm-hmm. That's almost the idea. Because I, th- I think it was Toll Eckhart who said about, um, was it De- Descartes who said, I think therefore I am. So what we're saying, no, no, what you think you are is not actually the case. Yeah, I think, I think therefore I am is the most stupid thing anyone's ever said. Literally, based on the impact it's had, because people, people go, oh, he's a philosopher, he was clever, it must be true, and it's just not true at all. You know, you are, and then the person that you are, one of the, the things that that person does is think. So is, is that what you're saying when you say um, everything you think is everything is wrong? And that's because it's, everything is from your perspective and it's it's only in relation to you and you don't know everything else. And so it has to be wrong. Is, is that what you're saying? No, I'm not being quite as... Um, I could say that. Yeah. Because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right to say everything's wrong like that. No, I just meant that all the stuff that you're taught as you grow up is reality isn't very real. And uh, you're taught to behave that there's a certain way to behave. Could you get, give give us a specific, give okay. us a specific so example. Basically, people go Based through. Based on true life. People, mm. Well, it's not very specific, but slightly more specific. People go through life trying to have pleasant experiences and avoid unpleasant experiences. And this is seen as absolutely obvious, of course, what you should do. And it's not what you should do. It's not helpful at all. The more you try and avoid the unpleasant things, the more unpleasant they get. But common sense says yes i'd like to have a nice day today i will try and do things that i like and not do things that i don't like but when we get and you get deep down into it that's not a path to being happy that's a path to being miserable yeah it's kind of low-key miserable not not depressed but just low-key miserable and dissatisfied throughout your life so we talk a lot about mindfulness these days and it seems to have replaced yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. in some ways which was a very fashionable thing in the last generation is that the case now or what why is it here uh, well, I think yoga's still going, and mindfulness and meditation have a lot of overlap. Um, I think the reason it's taken off at the moment is because it's seen as the antidote to the digital world. So we have clearly become more mindless in the last 20 years, and so people are aware of a need for something to counteract that. So Have we? Yeah, we have. People get first thing people do when they wake up is get on their phone. But, so but you're immediately what, I, just literally say we've become m- less mindful in the last twenty years. I'm not sure we were that mindful twenty years ago, from my memory of it. We there were just different distractions. We weren't. We weren't that mindful, but we were slightly more often in the present moment. Because now we're virtually never in the present moment because we are. So this is this is the what are you missing out on which you can instantly find out from checking your mobile phone? Is that what you mean, for example? Yes, because the whole world's going on on your mobile phone and because we have a terror of not belonging and therefore missing out. So people get on their phones for the minute they wake up. So from almost all the day they're reacting to stuff that's going on elsewhere that is making them either plan the future or worry about the past. So very, very hard to stay in the present now. You said that um, you originally came about, uh, uh, came came decided to teach mindfulness as part of creativity training. Um, are there other ingredients that you need to be creative apart from being mindful? What are they? It's the most helpful aspect of it. Routinely, people talk about. Um, 
I seem to be spending this whole time telling, saying what everyone else does wrong. Mm. I'm about to say what everyone else does wrong again. Mm. Uh, people, when people talk routinely about training people to be creative, they talk about accessing your unconscious, mm. and that's got nothing to do with it at all. Uh, you don't access your unconscious what you access is awareness so you stop thinking and you become aware and that's where the creativity okay. resides so, it's sort of the opposite. so yeah. meditation how is it and mindfulness is a really good way to do that but you can do it without any formal mindfulness or meditation and this is what people do without necessarily knowing what their process is if you ask people where do you have your ideas they'll go when I'm running oh, yeah, in the yeah. shower um, when just when I'm falling asleep, swimming, etc. So what you're doing is you're doing a kind of a flow activity that you don't have to think about and you're just shutting down your thinking mind and uh, stuff just bubbles up to the surface. How interesting. So if, if there's an awareness point there, are there people who are more or less likely to be aware? Or, and I guess what I'm getting to is, that, is there anyone who cannot be creative? I think the answer to that is yes and no. There, there are in theory that anyone can be creative anyone can do it you just have to learn how to do it and practice more in reality there are some people who would be so resistant to the idea that you that, that the thinking mind's not in control that they wouldn't want to do it so I think you wouldn't bother you, you would like leave the you'd say no don't don't bother it's a choice it's a choice of yeah some, of something yeah. even if it's not conscious. yeah we're not conscious that's really insightful because there's a lot of people who say everyone can be creative you just got to go through step A step B step C I mean I think they can learn the process but I think they wouldn't want to some people just wouldn't want to do it yeah. because it would be there's an essence of giving up a bit of control I think that's really interesting um you've spent a lot of time with musicians um esoteric obscure ones and big huge famous ones what's the best thing that you've heard from a musician or learnt from a musician I see I've learnt from a musician um, probably from one of the slightly more esoteric ones uh, but reasonably well known um, a guy called Daniel Lenoir and known because he's co-producers U2 with Brian Eno and very very early on in my interviewing career uh, we had a very very good interview and at the end of it I sort of said something along the lines of, you know that was really interesting chat or whatever and he said it wasn't a chat it was an energy exchange and I thought kind of like hippie-ish music mm. kind of comment like that and, and, and but then we started talking about it and I realized that that was the whole point that at, until then I thought I was going into an interview with someone with a series of questions to ask to get stuff from them. And I realized then that what you have to do is give people something. And if you give people something, you get more back. And I can't do the chemistry of it because the more you put in, the more you get back. And they're obviously putting more in, but they're getting more back as well. So in, in theory, energy is being created from nowhere. It's sort of like, you know, performing You're saying it's not physics. It's not physics. It's clearly not physics or chemistry or whatever, because it, in theory, you'd think, well, one person should be end up exhausted, but actually you both get more out of it. And then so I just uh, brought that back and applied that to everything that every meeting and every presentation and every interview and everything was an energy exchange. And I had to start by putting energy into it to, to make something happen rather than sitting there and waiting for something to happen. So that was probably the best advice. That's that's our that's that's should be it's our podcast. That's exactly what I was thinking. So it's energy exchange. <laughs> yeah, energy there you exchange. go, energy exchange. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, fascinating. So we're um, on to the regular questions now. So the first one is... Is regular questions? Regular Those questions. were irregular questions. Those were irregular I, uh, do you, you're not, are you I not do a subscriber? I'm, I'm well aware of the regular questions, especially the, the, the bizarre <laughs> the <G>. pentagram, <laughs> which, which somehow has escaped the notice of the WPP overlords. <laughs> very, very down on, on black magic. You're suggesting, you're suggesting our pentagram is not so Ben's Oxley surprise. Wow. I don't know. So before we get if to... If the city hears about it, all I'm saying, yeah. Um, before we get Before to we get to the said pentagram, pentagram yeah. um, what advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business, in the business, in your business, in business? Yeah, now that's a really good question. I know what advice I would give to anybody in the business. I've been thinking, and I was thinking, is this um, uh, advice for someone really, really just starting out, or is it too soon? And then I thought, no, it's always good advice. So. Um, it would be to read a book by Peter Drucker called Managing Oneself. And Peter Drucker was a guy who wrote about management 40, 50, 60 years ago. And any time a new business book comes out now that you know gets a lot of attention, whatever, you can absolutely be sure they're just regurgitating something Peter Drucker wrote 50 years ago because he said it all and he said it brilliantly. And he was writing about management before anyone else was even using the word, really. And he says... Uh, can I read you a bit? Absolutely, Is that please. All right? Absolutely. Okay, so he says, whenever you communicate to others, quote, this is what I am good at, these are my values, this is the contribution I plan to concentrate on and the results I should be expected to, li- to deliver, unquote, the response is always, thanks for sharing this, why didn't you tell me earlier? And when you ask others, quote, what do I need to know? No, hang on. Uh, I'm reading out but not being able to read what are your strengths how do you perform what are your values and your proposed contribution the response will usually be thanks for asking why didn't you ask me earlier now I'm pretty sure that isn't literally the response you get however I think this is very very true and so in the book it it, it talks about this as as a kind of a personal statement that everybody should be able to articulate this is what I'm good at this is how I work these are my values and this is the contribution I plan to concentrate on and the results I should be expected to deliver. Now, someone just starting out on their career might sound a bit arrogant if they use that exact language of this is the contribution I plan to you know, someone else might be telling you what that is. But to be clear on what you're good at and what your values are and how you work well and how you, you know, what situation you work well in, which ones you don't, is I think useful at any point both for yourself and everyone around you. What a brilliant answer. It's a very good thing. I mean, I use it in uh, training in team building. Uh, I don't do team building like whitewater rafting. Mm -hmm. I do team building like let's put a team together, you know? So and if everyone in the room can work on that and articulate that, then you've got a team. Fabulous. That's Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. It's a brilliant book, but very easy to lose because it's tiny. It's basically an essay put into a book. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, it actually, as our regular listeners know, there is no pentagram. What, what we have is, in fact, a, a magic circle. Oh, yeah, that's right, a magic circle. If you were a genie, Mark, what mm-hmm. five, uh, which are, I know clearly, magic circles are sarbanes oxygen compliant, so mm-hmm. I think okay. we've been through that. Um, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in said magic circle to summon you? Uh. Is that how genies work? <laughs> okay, all right. So 
Um, Those that aren't in bottles. There's the ones that are in bottles. Yeah. But that's like, I wouldn't, you'd hate that. I wouldn't like that. Really no, I wouldn't like so, that. Uh, so, so, I, okay, so, um, I've got five, but one of them comes in two parts. What? So, ASD is very strict we'll, about this, we'll so see. give it we'll a go. We'll see. All right. So, um, okay, there's going to be some chocolate, and it's got to be 82% Granada Chocolate Company chocolate because that's the best chocolate in the world and that's got to come with a cup of Yorkshire tea yeah is so that that's what I'm saying that's one item that's well I'm not having it okay. I'm, I'm sorry right. I'm not having that well then the guitar's going to have to go <laughs> 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 oh you're harsh <laughs> okay so that's two then yeah so we've got 82% Grenada chocolate, chocolate. Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea. What's the third one? The third one is a PlayStation 4, Why? which comes pre-loaded with every iteration of Pro Evo Soccer from the beginning through to 2010, but not from 2011 through to 2013 when they changed the transfer policy and yeah. it really wasn't very good. And then from but then from 2014 to 2017 when it was excellent again, but not this year, not 2018 because they've just got the screen completely wrong. I'm afraid. Is there a particular version that really either I because of the team in it, your favourite team in it, so, or just because of so the game? So we would only allow one. Only allow yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think then probably um, 2017. No, no, 2016 because you still get Xavi and Perlo. Okay. Whereas Brilliant. 2017 they're they're not, they're not in it anymore. Brilliant. And if you get one of them then you've got your whole team, basically, because they can just hold the ball all day. Yeah. Uh, so number that's, four, that's, that's number three. That's three. Number four would be a complete collection of um, the Radio 4 programme. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Oh, no way. Who are your favourite guests? Well, my... Oh, well, there's my, a goal, there's a... I've been to recording four. it, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. Well, yes. I mean, what's important is Graham Gardens in it, which yeah. he hasn't been recently. I don't know if he's not well or what, but... We can put Humphrey Littleton in there, because I know Humphrey he's gone. Humphrey Littleton. Yeah, well, I want a complete collection. But my favourite guests... I mean, you've got to have Jeremy Hardy for the singing. Hmm. Um, yeah, you um, wouldn't go back to... Uh, what was his name? The... The originals. Yeah. Barry Cryer uh, uh, Cry and Willie Rushton. Willie I Rushton. I loved Willie right, Rushton, yeah. on it? Willie Rushton. It's interesting, because I did... I really loved those early ones, but it's when you listen to them again, having heard the newer ones, it's much slower, and there's less jokes per minute. Right. And you <laughs> sort of... It's like watching an old cop show that you really loved yeah, yeah, when it yeah, first yeah. came yeah. out, and you think, okay. good God, the cameras don't even move. Yeah. Mm. What's going on? <laughs> They don't cut from scene to scene, so it's really good. But I'd, you know, oh, well, I think we can allow a collection. I'd yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Allow a collection. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And, and number five. Number well, it's, it's so now I've got to, I've got to either lose the complete set of Nero Wolf novels or the Gibson Les Paul from the late fifties or early sixties. That I mean, the guitar's hot is not as commonly available as a complete a complete collection of those books. So I love the guitar then. No, no, he's saying, saying it'd be quite hard for us to find. Because the, the idea of this is to be able to, we can get hold of the, the items. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So Nero Wolf. Well, we'll take that into yeah. consideration. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so on to the next question. So the house has been a disaster. All the mm -hmm. living things are fine. Everyone's out. But you've got time to go in and get any three things. You've got that time. What would you get? This is the one I couldn't. I couldn't answer. I looked at this and I thought, well, if all the all the living, everyone's out, mm. it really doesn't really matter about things. But I've been thinking about it. it doesn't matter, but you're still you've in your time. house and you've you, got time. You know, what, what three things that you've got? That if you'd I've got like time, to... couldn't I just try and put the fire out? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. <the> short answer. 
Okay. <laughs> if I've got time. Do you want me to make some suggestions? Well, uh, well it's all replaceable. Well, I mean, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> Cards. Well, I mean, I don't know. If the people are out, then, then the, the memories of the people don't seem very important. So, I mean, you could do photos and cards and stuff like that, but it doesn't... It's, um... No, favourite mug? <laughs> no, not a favourite mug. <laughs> Definitely not a favourite mug. Okay. Um, very mindful. Very <laughs> mindful answer. Yeah, yeah. Very stoic. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got a box full of stuff that, you know, if I was really thinking about it, then I might go and get, you know, you know, full of old cards and photos and things. But I might, but I don't think I'd... I think I'd be worrying about the people. Taking it too literally, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think we want to, we need to descale the question it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh it's uh Maybe you're moving house. You're going somewhere you're smaller. Going somewhere what smaller. are the first three things you yeah. pack or something? Yeah. We might re rephrase the question. You don't need to answer it now, but Okay, well as as uh, as you know, if if I wasn't if I wasn't um, surrounded by more sensible people I'd be a hoarder. So yeah. mm. I would just take everything I wouldn't be able to you know <laughs> I think that's why I'm leaving everything in the fire because I think, Oh thank God <laughs> Start again. Start again. Well, we might we might de well, disaster. Well, we're gonna the redo question. these questions. Yeah, we are for twenty eighteen. Left on my own I would, you know, have piles of newspapers, you know, like you see on the T V show, so you have to kind of <laughs> yeah. go through. Except obviously I don't buy newspapers anymore. Although print is still a very powerful medium. <laughs> Speaking of print, um, I happen to know that you don't read e-books, so books are books in mm -hmm. your book. Yep. Um, uh, what, what is what is your favourite bookmark? Favourite bookmark? bookmark. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> now we know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So you can do the bookmark joke. It's like Morecambe and Wise on the T-Urn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one for the teenagers Mark. then. Mark, <laughs> Mark, what is your favourite book? My favourite book? Um, well, we've already so we've already in, in the the magic circle, which is yeah. not a pentagram. We've already yeah. put Nero Wolf books, so I don't have to mention them because they would they would compete. Uh, my favourite book is called the book on the taboo against being who you are by Alan Watts, which brings us neatly back to what we were talking about right at the beginning. And um, Alan Watts is uh, Alan Watts was is. Uh, was hilarious and very clever and he was both a I think um, he was a, a, a minister and a Zen master and also studied comparative religion uh, as an academic and then he made his living basically explaining Eastern philosophies and Eastern religions to Americans and he called himself a spiritual entertainer and uh, the book on the taboo against being who you are is exactly is explaining much more articulately than I did what I was trying to say at the beginning, which is you're not who you think you are, um, and it's fairly easy to find out who you actually are. How interesting! He does. He does. There's YouTube videos of him. There's talking millions of YouTube videos and it of makes him. You feel you know, it's one of those blue dot things in the in the universe. He's but great. He's great because he's like he he um, hung out with all the beat poets and people amazing. like that. So he was very very cool, and he lived on a boat in San Francisco Harbor, and um, had an That's insane beard. It's very interesting. It's just interesting to remark there are some some people who've um, mentioned my book as their favourite book. But yeah, you know. <laughs> getting a bit awkward now. <laughs> 
moving swiftly on, if you had to choose one person <laughs> yeah, to play you in a film about your life, who would it be? You didn't even mention my book. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Maybe. Who would I... I, I oh, all right, okay, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would pay to see that. Um, I honestly don't know. I've got no idea. So the only thing I've got in the head at my moment is Tim Roth because I've just finished watching Tim <laughs> Star. And it's the story of my life apart from the alcoholism, the gangster background, the undercover cop stuff, the killing people and all of that. Yeah. But otherwise it's exactly otherwise the it's story exactly of your life. Me, yeah. It's a great performance yeah. from him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's excellent. Are you allowed to swear on the podcast? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite line is when the, when the bad guy comes to, to trying to basically... Um, kidnap him as it were um but pretending he's staging an intervention because because tim's an alcoholic and so you've got tim roth sitting in this horrible bar in this horrible town where everyone's either trying to kill him or being killed and the guy says to him i've come to take you to a better place and tim roth says wouldn't be fucking hard (laughs) (laughs) okay now we're going to give you a billboard where would you put it and what would it say um, I would. Well, what's the highest traffic site in the uh, in the country? Where was the best place to put a billboard? Well, there's uh, obviously Piccadilly Circus have just done mm. uh, very exciting new lights, which um, they were even, yeah, yeah. So why, oh, okay. did, why don't you take Let's Piccadilly Circus? Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, um, it would say don't believe your thoughts, and don't believe your thoughts, and don't believe your thoughts. How interesting. Now, do you have an opinion on Alan the button? I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah, he right. does. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't you? I don't think so. Well, this is from, this is 100 questions from his uh, School of Life shop just around the corner from us. But uh, is, is, he, is, he, is he the School of Life? He is. So I've got five questions. Okay. You can't prepare for? You can't prepare Excitingly. for. Excitingly. So if you could pick How one. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> read it out. You spent your whole life preparing for exactly. this. Exactly. This moment. Exactly. Read it out and answer. <laughs> right. Oh, it's very zen. And it <laughs> says, yeah, yeah. It says, well, what objects would you take from a burning house? <laughs> yeah. It says, is it more satisfying to lead or to, oh, good grief. Is it more satisfying to lead or to belong to a team? Ooh. Do you want me to answer it as well or just Absolutely. read it out? <laughs> I okay. Uh, I would say it's satisfying. It would be satisfying to do both at once, I would have said. Avoiding the avoiding the issue. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Good. Okay, I think good. That, I think that's the only answer. You have to sign it. Have yeah, to you sign, could sign it as well, because then it's only it's yours and yours alone. And we're we're planning to auction them at some point. On, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, literally sign it. Literally yeah, sign, literally yeah. sign yeah. it. And if yeah. you want to put your answer, that would be fabulous yeah, as well. Mark Edwards, thank you very much for your time. I've really Pleasure. enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs>